Hello and welcome to another episode of Old Bollocks. Well, uh, it, at last, it ain't just about me. It's also about Stephen Oldhead Ivy. That's right. Uh, it's time for another episode of Old Bollocks. I say another, it's the second ever episode. Um, this is just to draw your attention to the fact that you can watch this um, all on Oldhead the YouTube channel run by said Stephen. Um, and, or you can just listen to the podcast here, or you can do both. And this is kind of the intro before the intro. I want to direct you to the links on the podcast because the links will take you to uh, the Old Head page and they'll take you to the Talking Bollocks, the Full Bollocks Patreon. So click on those if you want or don't. Without further ado, let's get our old bollocks going. You uh you did you did last time. I mean either yeah. one of us can either one of us can do an intro. It'll just but I figured True. that you you since since you post it as a podcast, it's you know, if you do it, it makes a little bit more sense. True, true. And and it is kind of old bollocks, isn't it? It's it's appearing on the it's, well, I suppose it's 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 both our podcasts. It just happens to be appearing on two networks. Yeah. Um should we should we should we leave this as the intro? It's like people people will just like stumble upon it and go like, oh, oh, right. That's oh, right. They've started them (laughs) (laughs) just in the middle of a conversation. We just start. All right. Here we go. And no, no. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We'll we'll be super professional from here on out. Um, So, um, well, yeah, all right. This is we have started. This is the show. Hello. Welcome, everybody. Um, I am uh, Howard H. Smith of um, Talking Bollocks and, and Acid Rain fame, and um, I'm with my good friend. Please introduce yourself. Uh, Stephen, a.k.a. Old Head. Exactly. Stephen, a.k.a. Old Head, whereas I'm just <laughs> I'm just plain old H. I get one. I get one initial. Stephen, he gets three. So, you know, <laughs> I think that I think that makes you more important than me. So, um, you know, you the yeah. boss, man. You know what? Any any leg up I can get in the popularity contest, I'm going to take it. And why not? And why not? I, I, I must I must say, by the way, that at some point I might have to switch some lights on because it's kind of it's been a, it's been a gorgeous day here, believe it or not. But um, we are getting you know it's starting to get dark. And for those of you who are listening, that made no sense. But you know, go <laughs> go, go, go and watch the video on the old Heb YouTube channel, and um, yeah, that'll all make sense. I mean, yeah. I mean, considering yeah. that we are in two two different parts of the world. I mean, right here, it's oh, well, it's sunny now. It was it was threatening to rain earlier, but it hasn't really done that. So we're we're all good right now. This this is the, this is the most awesome music podcast ever. Uh, the weather in London and uh, Houston, <laughs> Texas. <laughs> we, we've covered we've covered the weather. Awesome. Um, yeah. So let's let's so let's let's talk about uh, politics and sports then, because let's just get it all yeah. in. The new the news broadcast will be done at the beginning of the show. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, politics, news. Um, let's get stuck in with all of the like conspiracy theories and everything else. And by the time we start talking about music, people will be so pissed off they'll have just left. Um, it's it's funny because I'm all like I'm like we'll find our way into this stuff talking about music anyway. <laughs> it's just you know, the shit the shit happening in the world is just encroaching on everything anyway. So uh, that, that's a very good point. That's a very good point. And um, apologies, you're um, you're receiving this podcast. I was going to say if, apologies, you're receiving this slightly late, but um, I think I'm going to put this out as the as the mid month podcast because I'm I'm just rammed with playing shows and and, and yeah. all that shit at the moment. So um, 
this will be a standard kind of mid-month podcast, but um, hey, welcome to another episode of Old Bollocks. <laughs> but I think, um, I think the question on everybody's minds has got to be, is your computer plugged in? Well, funnily enough, when you were, when I when I was setting this up, I was thinking, God, this is this this might be the first episode we do where well, it'll be the second episode, but it'll be the first episode where I don't disappear going, oh, boy. <laughs> um or you just hear me go, Oh fuck. Yeah, yeah that was yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I don't think we could have ended that episode any better. Uh, no, I think it was. A, I think it was a great intro to um, uh, you know to old bollocks. I think that's you know what it's all about. Basically, it's yeah. about um, it's about a la- a lacking battery power. But yeah, so yeah, I was just going to say. So as we, as we normally do, we're reviewing some new albums first, yeah, and then talking about a classic album. Um, yeah. So let we might as well just jump right into it, and 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 I'll 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 let you like take the wheel and decide okay. where where we're going to start. With okay. These new albums we're talking cool. about. Cool. Cool. Uh, and that gives the listener and the viewer some idea of the fact that we we are trying to keep this loose because uh, by keeping it loose, you get genuine, honest reactions. You know what yeah. you're going to hear and see is Stephen and I talking about stuff that we haven't talked about um and to the extent that we haven't even got a running order we kind of we kind of know what we're going to talk about and we kind of know what albums we're going to talk about but there's no running order and it's just like okay dive in now um i was lucky enough to receive a pre-release copy of you know what's coming Stephen. i do Um, i do a a pre-release copy of the new carcass album torn arteries Mm -hmm. and i've been living with it for about eight or nine days now and um my feedback my my review is uh two words fucking awesome uh and that's all that needs to be said really i mean it's a uh, i it's 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 it every time i listen to it it gets better it's yeah. ver- it's verging on genius and they've also for me they've kind of reached a, and and I'm just saying this as a guy who's 51. They've reached an age where they've gone, yeah, do you know what? Fuck it. We're going to have hand claps on a song. Yeah, so what? Carcass is... We're Carcass. We can do what the fuck we like. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Let's have some hand claps on the fucking album. And yep. uh, and also, it kind of comes across occasionally like they've gone, do you know what? This might be our last chance ever to play some classic metal. Just some good old-fashioned melodic classic metal. Shall we do that then? Yeah, fuck it. Why? We've got hand claps on the other songs. Let's do that as well. And it all works. I mean, yeah. ripping, ripping Flesh Limited, which is a nine odd minute absolute classic. Yeah. Um, Not nine this... minutes where I don't get bored. Well, we'll talk about yeah. another album in a little bit where songs are longer than they need to be. But um, talking about Carcass, like that one particular song, I looked at it, I'm like, well, that's interesting. A nine minute song, but it is, it just flies by, man. Yeah. Yeah, it, I mean, it is just it's it's superb, and there's there's everything in there. There's everything for you know the the, the lover of Carcass, you know that that heartwork style that that, that they that they've sort of perfected and brought back. Um, it definitely, you know, there's nods to the previous album, but they've kind of they've kind of moved on. I mean, that album is I think five six years old now. Um, Central Steel. Yeah. 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 And uh, and and there's progression without a doubt. There's um, 
there's some real progression on this and um and i'm 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 loving it i'm absolutely loving it and it's it's reminding me of how much i enjoyed surgical steel as well because that did make it into my albums of the year this will certainly make it into my albums of the year i only ever do a top five and this will be in the top five without a doubt um and I mean, it's literally, it's, it's elbowed its way in there. Like, a, I don't know, I'll use an American sports term, a linebacker, a defenseman, I don't know, whatever, you know, um, some, some, yeah, I, some, I know, I know nothing about even those terms. So I'm just like, I guess right. a linebacker. I don't right. know. Some, 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 some geezer in a helmet with pads who's determined to destroy. And uh, they've literally elbowed their way straight into the top five. Um and um it's 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 brutal it's beautiful it's melodic it's um discordant it's hard it's soft it's it's harsh it's it's smooth it's, it's fucking i mean i sound like i'm talking about a, a fucking piece of wood now um <laughs> but it, 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 you know it's 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 surgical there's a word it's surgical it's precise it's like when they do something they do it and they do it really fucking well. And I can honestly say, listening to this, if you played this to anyone, if they'd never heard a carcass before and they'd never heard anything by carcass before, they would hear it and they go, who the fuck is this? Because I can't think who this is. I can't guess. I can't throw a name your way. Sorry. I, you know, I'm all over death metal, nature core, hard rock, you name it. I'm all over that shit, but I could not throw one band name at you who I even think this is because nobody is, nobody does carcass, only yeah. carcass do carcass. And um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm fucking ranting on. I'm getting a boner just talking about the album. That's a hard on for UK yeah. audiences. Um, <laughs> uh, um, well, go sir go what what are your thoughts you've said most of the things i want to say because um so oops this is actually an album that i've been looking forward to greatly for like two years now because i think they started recording it like two years ago but when it comes to extreme metal carcass is my favorite band so i was really looking forward to this album because i've i've been I, I discovered them with hard work back in the early nineties and um, Great album. and that's, I've been a fan ever since of everything that they've done. I, I, you know, from the beginning, I love this. I love the progression of this band and where they went. And it's just one of these things where like, I knew I was going to like the album because I'd heard two songs off of it. And then once I listened to the full album, I've heard it three times now. And the one thing that you said that's spot on is that, it gets better every time I listen to it. There's yeah, there's so much going on in it that you'll miss out. Some cool parts will kind of pass you by and then you catch yeah. it again the second time around. But it's just so... And the one thing that you didn't mention that I really love about Carcass, especially the last couple albums, is they've kind of turned up the sense of humor on the lyrics. Yes. It, it's... And I, I love, so that's why like, you're, you're right. There's no band that's like Carcass because nobody really does the kind of music they do, but even in their presentation of it, they're not all like, we have to stand with our arms folded 
and, and, and look really mean in all the pictures and all the lyrics have yeah. to be really grim and about something really heavy. I guess a lot of times they are, but they throw in like little jokes and little turns of phrase. And I just, it just makes me love this band even more just because they continue. They, they, I mean, how much of a gap between Swan Song and Surgical Seals, like 15 years or, or something, or something like that, 17 something years. Like that, a, yeah. And then they come back with something that is just as strong. I mean, I'd say I like that better than Swan Song, but I'm not, I'm one of those people that I actually love Swan Song. Um, <laughs> There's but, not many uh, of you. No, but, uh, but I just love the fact that like, they actually still incorporate some of the shit that they did on Swan Song. They haven't totally said, fuck that album. You'll still hear things that harken back to that album and all of the shit that they do. And it's just, I'm, I'm 100% just, in love with this album i I'm, I'm absolutely with you on it and and the fact that like they preceded it with that with the despicable ep which was songs that they didn't put on this album and that was also really strong i mean that says a lot about a band when you're like we had so many great songs we needed to cut five of them off and put an ep out you know yeah. of, the, of the of the other shit and so um yeah this band is just a band that like I'm, i i love it when a band has been with me forever or for a really long time and then they put out something new and I don't have to try to like it. I just, uh, well, just... yeah, <laughs> we get, we get, we're also going to talk about, we're going to talk about a band um, and a new album that is uh, the, the, the opposite of that um, very yeah. soon. But I, I look j- just to chime in on everything you said there. I, I, I completely agree. And also I, I'm, when we say sense of humor, we're not saying we're not saying it, it's it's more a tongue in cheek. It's more yeah. a, a it's an a, everything's done with a kind of knowing wink. Um, mm. But then something like the size remorseless swing. Oh, sorry, try saying that after a couple of beers, <laughs> right? The size remorseless swing. Uh, I think I managed that. Um, the lyrics to that song are superb, but they they are they are very serious. They're very real world, but they're yeah. also they're also um, for me it comes from a this album could not have been and, and I, I'm I'm going to turn into one of these wanky reviewers now who says things like this because I've heard it somewhere else, but I, I now understand why reviewers say things like this. Um, this album could not have come at any other point in Carcass's career. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're just like it. It's it really is like the album. They couldn't have made this album when they made um, Surgical Steel. You know yeah. that it, it, they just couldn't. It's it really is kind of now. It is how you get a feeling that it's you know it's how they feel. It's their work. It, it's it's Jeff's worldview, specifically the lyrics to that final tune. Yeah. Um, and also one thing I forgot to mention was um, the cowbell buried in one of the tunes. Which yeah. is, I mean, you know, hand claps and cowbell on a carcass album. There will be people listening to this who go, right, that's it. Fuck it. I'm out. I'm no way. I'm not even getting it. I'm cancelling my pre-order. They've got, <laughs> they've, got hand, they've got hand claps and cowbell. Now, look, it's not hand claps like, hooray! And it's certainly not cowbell like, you know, it's 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 all it's all done carcass style, you know, it's and it and it's it's done beautifully. Um, and I'm going to yeah, let you talk while I uh, go and put some lights on. Otherwise, I'm going okay. to disappear. All right. Yeah. We, um, but yeah, I, I I agree with all all of that shit. And I but it, it it really is. Yeah. I mean, it's at this point we're literally just praising an album repeatedly. 
Um, I think it's some, something to point out because we talk about it occasionally. Um, the production of, on this album, um, it does that nice thing where it sounds very modern, but it's not overproduced where the drums yeah. sound fake as fuck. That, that's the one thing, the worst yeah. thing when it comes to metal drums. I mean, I don't like the production on a lot of metal drums, but uh, blast beats usually usually annoy the fuck out of me. And yeah. but the way they're recorded on this album and the way they've been on any Carcass album, it's real classy. It adds like this weird, this little layer underneath it, as opposed to the drums pummeling you in the fucking face. Like it's yeah. it's really and well the, done. And also the drum the drums are used as an instrument on this album. They're not used they're not used as something to punish you with. Yeah. They use they used musically. They're there. They you know. There's there's some really lovely fill work. There's some. There's a couple of there's a couple of intros that that use the drums. And and it's and it's the sign of it's the sign of musicians and songwriters really really at the peak of their game. Um, and you know I'm going to go ahead and say it. And I'm 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 kind of excited at the moment because I think this is by. I'm going to say by far, but that would make that would make Surgical Steel um, I'd put that in the shade a little bit. But I, I would say this is, for me, easily um, their best work ever. I, I can see that. It's, it's, it's hard to fuck with heart work for me just because it's such an important album in my yeah. life. Um, and it's so funny because like th- this is go- this is hearkening back to me growing up being a fan of, of British culture. <laughs> so like whenever whenever I think of heartwork, I also think of the fact that in one episode of Red Dwarf, Carcass <laughs> are Dave Lister's band. Do you, have you, do, do you remember that episode? Shit. Um, just uh, uh, dude, two things, right? A, just because I live in the UK doesn't mean I've seen every episode of Red Dwarf. All right. And and B I, I, you, I just thought you had good taste, so you would have seen I, every episode oh, of Red Dwarf. Well, I, oh, he's writing that. Well, to be honest with you, Red Dwarf was something that I was in on for like the first few series. But at the yeah. age I was, it was kind of like I, I was busy and had shit to do. So it's and you know, the concept of box sets and things like that was a decade away. And and I yeah. was just I was just fucking, you know busy doing me um uh but i you know i loved it when it started it was great it was was two things i loved sci-fi and and humor um but um but it's something that i kind of just you know i i got off the ship um uh, you know after probably about three or four series Um, honestly i i did i kind of did as well i mean i've seen other series after that but like i got into it when i was in high school Back when, like, you didn't get a box set of a season, you got one VHS that only had three yeah. episodes on it. <laughs> yeah, and so and so that's how I watched it. I so I was a teenager as well, but I was getting into it a little bit later. Um, so yeah, you, go ahead. you got, so you got the original episode with, with Holly with Norman Lovett as Holly. Yeah, the, yeah. Because I I I did um this is this is one of my com- comedy claims to fame actually. I did I, in fact, God, I've just realized I did a gig with Norman. One gig I did with him. It was it was it was it was bizarre actually because it was um it was Noel Fielding, um he of the mighty <laughs> of the mighty Boosh. So it was yeah, it was yeah. it was um it was I opened, then it was um Noel Fielding in the middle, and then it was Norman Lovett closing, and and funnily enough at the twenty at the twenty twenty uh, comedians Christmas show. Um, I, uh, I met Hattie Hayridge for the first time. 
so I, so I've, so I've, so I've, I gigged with the original Holly and I've met the, um, and I've, I've met second Holly, who's absolutely lovely, by the way. Yeah. Um, and, um, and that's, that's, that's my sci-fi comedy claim to fame. <laughs> and to be fair, we, we did say, we did warn people that we would probably go off on tangents. So we've, you know, and yeah. this is as good, this mean, is as, good normally, as anyone. I think I've said it before. If we were two blokes having a chat in a pub, we wouldn't be sticking to one particular subject. We, we'd be going all over the place. But I, I mean, it was kind Absolutely. of connected because but yeah, the, what, yeah. I was, what I was referring to was there is an episode where they they go back in time and they see Lister as a teenager and he's got a band and his backing band is the dudes from Carcass and they're doing blast beats. It's complete noise that they're playing. But I'm always like, that's fucking cool that Carcass are just in an episode of Red Dwarf. It's it's like Motorhead being in an episode of The Young Ones. That, you know, it's just, yeah. just it's just updated version, really. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, look, to go back to it, uh, look, if you're listening to this and just just make sure you, you have a listen uh, to some of this album. And, um, yeah. Yeah. I, I, and I mean, I really seriously suggest that um anyone listening to this gives it gives it a go i mean yes jeff's vocals are not everyone's cup of tea it is snarling growling and all the rest of it but he does it brilliantly and once again nobody sounds like him like yeah absolutely there's so many death metal vocalists that just all blend into one particular thing but he has always had his own thing so yeah yeah and it is and it's 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 for me it's the snarl you know, yeah. he's got he's he's got a growl, but it's a snarling growl. Yeah. And 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 that adds personality and a personality goes a long way with me, you know, in a, in a voice um, because that, that is you literally I could have just said that myself. I absolutely agree with that. There you go. You see, this is this is this is the um, transatlantic um, uh, love in that is old bollocks. <laughs> well, I mean, for, uh, for now, anyway. Yeah, 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 absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Um, we can move, we so, can move on. Yeah, let's move on to the next album, which um you I I, I pretty much I know what you're gonna be serving up here. So uh, I shall um I shall I am ready to receive. Go for it. Well since we since we mentioned it and it's the, the biggest metal release going on right now, um we should talk about the new Iron Maiden, which is uh Sinjutsu. I guess that's how you pronounce it. Yep. Um, title and, title is nearly as bad as the album. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, we already got, now we already know how Howard feels. Um, so, my if I was going to sum up how I feel about this album in one short sentence, it would be it's fine, <laughs> and then, and that would be it. So, so, um, because I'm I'm a Maiden fan, but I didn't get into Maiden early on like I did a lot of other metal bands because I as a as a young you know 10 11 12 year old getting into metal I looked at bands like Maiden and Judas Priest as like old people metal yeah and, yeah. I, was, and I was just like so it, it, years later I started to catch on and go oh this is great but at the same time also a lot of the other bands that people listen to that are into Maiden like your your symphonic metal or your your power metal, like I actually don't listen to any, I don't like most of that music. So the fact yeah. that I'm really into Maiden is they're kind of an oddity because there's not a lot of bands that sound like Maiden that I really like. That being said, um, I did, I did like an, an Iron Maiden album ranking video like two years ago. And a, a phrase, a phrase that I used that people kind of got pissed off about was I said that Maiden 
in the 2000s have started using a template. Yeah. And, and so they don't stray, even though you see these interviews where Adrian Smith is like, it'll be, you'll be surprised some of the new things we've tried. And, and when they say they've tried new things, I didn't mean to do that shitty British accident, but you know, it's good. It's good enough. Oh, so I, I didn't know. I, I didn't notice that was a British accent, to be honest with you. It was, mate, a, it, so, was a, uh... it was a mild one. Okay. Um, but, uh, but every time they do something different, it's always them just kind of dipping their toe a little bit outside of what they do to where if you're not a huge Maiden fan, you wouldn't even notice anyway. And so there's really nothing new on this album, which is fine because I like hearing Maiden be Maiden. And so I'll take an okay Maiden album and I'll listen to it and I'll enjoy it. Now, where this album fails for me, there's two things. Not only is it too long. And when I say too long, I don't just mean in time. I mean, in what actually is offered on the album. If it was all really fascinating music and it was an hour and a half long, then I would be like, all right, cool. But this is an album that halfway through it, I was already feeling fatigued. And then there were three 10 minute songs at the end of the album that I still hadn't gotten to yet. And all of the songs, they have to have a, a minute to two minute to three minute intro. And some of them even have more than one intro where the melody that's being played softly on the guitar all of a sudden switches to a different melody being played softly on the guitar. And so it's just like, I'm just like, get to the fucking song or, or, you know, or just do that maybe one or two times on the album. And so that's what I mean about them having this template that they just do these same things. And another, another thing that they abuse is they, they do the maiden abrupt shift to a completely different tempo i guess because they couldn't figure out how to put together two parts of the song so it's always like and then the next part it's just an abrupt shift a shift to that and it wouldn't bother me if they didn't do it on every album on multiple songs and then let's get to the worst part of the album the fucking the fucking keyboard Ah, right. Yeah, you got it. To, li- yeah. it, it literally sounds like they had the album recorded, and then somebody said, I, "I think it's missing something. Give me that keyboard." And then they went through the presets for like three seconds. This one's okay. Now pl- just play the whole album, and I'm going to clumsily hit one key on top of every song. Not even. I don't know if you've noticed this, but the keyboard is offbeat half of the time. So, it, and I'm just like, this is Iron Maiden. They somebody was producing their album and said, yeah, that's fine. We'll go ahead and, and mix this and put it out. <laughs> and, that, and that and that somebody is Steve Harris, right? Because <laughs> you, you t- you're talking about a guy who listens to the final mix in his car before it's mastered and goes, eh, it sounds fine. Don't bother fucking mastering it. No, Steve, master it. <laughs> um, you're talking about a band and a main man of a band who are happy to continue to work with Kevin Shirley who has been churning out below average sounding albums for Maiden for years. I mean, I loved Book of Souls, absolutely loved it. But the one thing that it could have really done with is a fantastic three-dimensional production to actually make those songs pop and fucking come out the speakers at you. Instead, with this album, I I feel like I've got to climb in the speakers and go looking for the fucking music because the production is so flat it is mm-hmm. so dull. It's so one-dimensional. And 
every single song sounds the same production wise. Yeah. Every single song is like literally hit right. I've set the desk up. There are the settings for, for the album. Let's just, <laughs> there, boom, there it, that every song doesn't matter what it's about or what parts there are. No, that's it. I've got my settings. It's all sorted. Aren't they the same settings from the last album, Kevin? Actually, I'll tell you, I'll tell you a little, uh, little secret here. They're the settings from the last six albums. Don't tell me. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, it's, it's, I, I, I I'm not a fan of the man's production. Having no, said that, me neither. Having said that, for me, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, I've got a little, um, a little frog in my throat. Um, for me, the um, the elephant in the room is Book of Souls was incredible. It was a double album, the first double album in Maiden's career, mm-hmm. and. To bring out an album that good, that deep into your career is amazing. And when it's yeah. your first ever double album, that's absolutely amazing. And already with the follow-up, we're into the law of um, we're into the law of diminishing returns. It's for me what they needed was they needed to come out with a ten, maybe twelve track album, longest song, six minutes on it, and just and go completely like old school just go the other way it's like mm-hmm. right we've done we've done our double album epic with like massive tunes long songs and it and we absolutely smashed it so now it's like when everyone else zigs you zag go the other way back down to a single disc 10 11 songs i said 12 earlier i like 10 or 11 um i would, song, I would even go know. i'll go i'll go with eight <laughs> Yeah, well, I'm, I'm thinking shorter songs. I'm just, but I'm thinking shorter oh, songs. Yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm thinking like you know, I'm thinking peace of mind type length, yeah. and that kind of album. Yeah, because you've done that, you've done it, and you did it, and you smashed it. Well done, congratulations. And for me, this is, this is like, um, this is like a band that sound like Maiden, who've heard the Book of Souls and gone. Ooh, why don't we give that a go? Yeah. You know, it's like, are you sure about this? Because that is Iron Maiden, you know? It's like, well, yeah, well, come on, nobody will notice. Well, you know, it, and that's the thing is that when I was listening to the album, it just, it felt like I was listening to a band who'd listened to a lot of Maiden. Mm-hmm. It was, and and one of the songs is just like, it was like, it's like, hang on, this is this is just a jig. This is just a traditional Scottish jig that you're playing right now. You know, it's like I know it's supposed to sound like Maiden, mm-hmm. but it, you've you've completely you've, you're off the reservation with this shit. You know, um, and um, and it and it pains me to say this. It pains me to say this. It's certainly not Bruce's finest hour. Yeah, I, 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 I almost feel like he needs to just chop off a little bit of the high end of his range because, like lower down, he still sounds pretty fantastic. But yeah, I think and- he's he's pushing himself a little bit too far, which is it's perfectly fine to get older and adapt to what you can do and still sound fantastic, you know? Thank you. Thank you very much, Stephen. It's very kind of you to say so. Obviously you were talking you're, about me You're then. one of the exceptions because I think <laughs> your, vo- your vocals have gotten better. If you listen to oh. Age of Entitlement and compare it 
to to Moshkinstein? Come on. Oh yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Fair, yeah. Fair point. But I am shit on Moshkinstein, so that's 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 that, that's, a, that's a pretty low bar I, that you've got you've got there. I'm better on the demo of that. It's, but anyway, it's, it's, this it's isn't okay about me. This isn't about me. I had to, I had to make a jab about Moshkinstein real quick because like I'm like it it doesn't matter that if your voice isn't perfect because the guitars aren't even in tune on that fucking thing. So. Yeah, fair, fair point. Fair point, and they and they just sound like a wasp in a bottle, anyway. So you know, <laughs> All right, back, um, to, back to me. Sorry. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, back to Maiden. Sorry about that. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I. I. Do you know what? I. I don't really want to talk about it anymore because I haven't. You know, as as my mother once said, Howard, if you haven't got anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. And I haven't really got a saving grace. I haven't got a. But at least, I haven't got one of those. I, I just I, um, think it's, I, you know, I'm, do you know what? I'm not angry. I'm just <laughs> disappointed. Yeah. I, uh, and I agree with you most of the time I feel, but I feel like I, I unleashed a little bit because I almost feel like now that I'm here with you, I feel like it's a safe space. I can, I can open yeah. up a little bit, but um, an interesting thing that I wanted to say in response to what you said, because you were talking about, you know, it would be cool if they had just gone the other way and done shorter songs more to the point stuff but if you really want to go back in history then you're talking about seven son of a seven son being followed up by an album that i love but i'm assuming you don't but oh, imagine gosh. that so they so they already did that before they already had people saying why don't you just put out more to the point stuff and then they're all like well fuck this album <laughs> all right like- yeah but okay so 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 you you've you've picked me up on that and uh and i will i will now back them on back um okay. what i meant was uh shorter songs that's all i didn't mean completely ditch um the production and <laughs> and and record it in a garage and because the thing is with seventh son it was the it was the introduction of the of the guitar synths that that really kind of you know smothered the album and everyone went like well you've gone as far as you can with this yeah and and, and they then, did and, this, and to be but fair instead, the synths the synths sound good on that album <laughs> they don't true, on this one true but but so so what i'm talking about is we've done book of souls fine we've got kevin shirley again so we know how the album's going to sound he's got the settings remember so it's it's you know it's still that production um and it's still the set you know it's still that that same template but it's more the peace of mind kind of template where you know they just go in we've got some you know we've got some like short songs with catchy choruses and and you know i mean they're maiden used to write not write on purpose but you know, they used to be brilliant singles on Maiden albums. You know, yeah. they used to be yeah. like, um, uh, I'm trying to think of the most recent one, which I, uh, uh, not, not the most recent one. Um, Book, uh, Book of Souls? No, 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 no. <laughs> Tell me where <laughs> do I know? Da, 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 da. I, 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 Tell I, me. Different vow to rule the world. I'm fucking really annoyed. The album where they're all, the album where Eddie is sat on a tank. Oh, that's okay. That's matter of life and death, right? Yeah, um, and the opening I, track. I don't, I don't remember the name of the track, but um, yeah. So it's it's that one, and there's people screaming at the at the video, and they're screaming at the podcast, going, "It's called fucking this." 
Oh, it's yeah. really annoying me as well. It's some, something, something world. It's because they're, 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 I'm looking, output. I'm looking it up by, I'm looking it up. Okay. It's for me, it's because their output in this century has been, has blurred together for me. Like, right. you know, like I like, I mean, I liked book of souls, but honestly, I didn't like it as much as I liked final frontier. Um, and, but then before that, there's a couple albums that I thought were just kind of okay. What's the name of the song? Different world. Different world. Um, so yeah, I mean, yeah, you're right. There's not really much else we can say. I really, if, if for anyone who, who's interested, if you if you are a diehard Iron Maiden fan, yes, this album's fine. If you're like me and you want to be surprised by things, then this is not the album. And I honestly, I honestly think yeah. that I feel like it should be a rule that you can't work with the same producer more than twice. Like that should be a rule. It should even be a rule for the producer. So the band should, Iron Maiden should be like, we're going to come to your studio again. And he should have said, no. Yeah, but (laughs) turkeys turkeys don't vote for Christmas, mate. You know, like Iron Maiden say, we're going to come to the studio again. And you say, no. And they go, okay, here's another wad of money. Oh, okay, then. Um, I, you know, you're, you're right. You're right. So that, that, it's, it's Maiden's fault. They should know better. Go with a different producer. Go take that note. Every metal band. <laughs> but, the, but the thing, but the thing is, the thing is, um, I, you know, I, I know a few metal producers. <laughs> I said the big music biz guy. Um, but I, but I, and 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 I know some that have talked with certain members of a band we both love called Metallica. Um. And and said, look, you know, I'd love to work with you guys. You know, I'd do this, I'd do that. And and the response has been not really interested in getting out of our comfort zone anymore. Not 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 this far down. It's like we did that. Yeah, we, we've done that. We got out of our comfort zone. We've we've put and, and now it's more kind of now it's more a case of do you know what we want somebody to turn up and record what we do and make it sound really fucking good. Um, it's, a, it's a good point because I, I'm, I don't get the, the luxury of being in a legendary metal band. So I, it's just me on the outside looking in saying, here's what I would like. But I, I guess, you know, if, uh, if, it's, if it's the other way around, then maybe it feels different and you just want some, you just want things to be easy. So I don't yeah. know. Well, good. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad that that reference to being in a legendary metal band was not aimed at me, and it was aimed at members of Iron Maiden and Metallica. And I agree. I think. I think you get to a point. You get to a point where you go. You know, if if you're those guys, you get to a point where you go. I I, I don't want to be working with a guy who's going to say not good enough. Do it again. Oh, try this. Yeah, fuck you. I know what I'm doing. This is what we do. We were doing this before you were born. We were doing this when you were fucking swimming in your daddy's balls. So, go, you know, so just fuck off. And I can get that. I get that. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's, and, and anyway, you know, I think, I think that's come to a juddering halt, hasn't it? Um, yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 it's disappointing. We can just, we can say that it's, a, it's, it's a disappointing album. So yeah, it is. We, it can, is. we can, we can move on. It is a disappointing album. Um, <laughs> um, okay, so uh, next up is an album that um, I I get I I got the um, I got the Carcass album early, and um, I legally legally got it to you so you could have a listen as well because you know you're a big noise on social media. So uh, for anyone who um, anybody who you know is going to make a big noise about the Carcass album and make sure that people go out and get it then they need to have 
be able to listen to this. Um, and then you did the very same for me um, with the new um, uh, Turnstile album, Glow. Yeah. Glow On. Sorry, Glow On. Thank you very much. Yeah. Thank you. Um, I'm, I'm interested to hear your take before um, vomiting my opinions all over you. Okay. Um, so I, the, to set, set the stage, every single Friday, I sit down to work. And while I'm working, I have the luxury of listening to music while I work. I'll are, we allowed to, to, are we allowed to say who you work for? Nah, let's not. Let's just say oh, I right. work for I work for a large corporation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, but um, but uh, I, ISIS. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Death to America. Um, so I I'll always go to to the I use Apple Music for my 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 streaming. You know, I obviously I purchase great company too. by the way. Great company. Oh yeah, love, love Apple. Amazing. Love Apple. Yeah. So, and I'll go to the metal and I'll listen to the new, whatever the new stuff is that I can see there. I'll listen to a little bit of everything most of the time, unless it's a band that I already know I don't like. And I'll always go listen to what are like the hyped new releases, just because I want, if I'm going to hate something, I want to know, I want to be able to back up why I hate it. Know your um, enemy. The one, the and so before I got to the Turnstile album, I was actually listening. This will be like a, a five-second review of an album. The album that everybody seems to be talking about is the new Deaf Heaven. And when it comes to that, all I want to say is, go fuck yourself. <laughs> I, hopefully they saw that. You just, yeah, Howard, yeah. Just, uh, Howard put a gun in his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, a, a genuine, a genuine gun. Well, not a real gun, but a a, a, a plastic um, uh, magnum. They uh, wouldn't be able to tell. We should have just created this mystery that you're this guy that just has a gun sitting at his desk. <laughs> I, I, and I, ju I just keep it handy for whenever, ever, whenever anyone brings up Death Heaven, so I can yeah. fucking shoot myself rather than listen to yet another yeah. shitty, overrated fucking album by that yeah. band. It's it, it's 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 a bunch of rehashed rehashed bullshit is the best way to put it. But so and it, and it, I started to get annoyed because I think to myself, it, music is so in need of a of a shot in the ass these days that people are actually excited about this. And I go, holy shit! And then I go, okay, well the other one everyone's raving about is Turnstile, who I knew already, and, but. It was the thing where I had heard their first two albums, thought, oh, this is pretty cool, and then never listened to them again. They were that kind of band for me. So I so I listened to this album, and the one thing I have to say about it is that it kept me, it, it's only 35 minutes long, which is fucking perfect. That's how long an album should be. Just there you go, 40 tops. But it kept me engaged the whole time, and I wasn't even intending, intending to listen to it because um, – there's a quality to it that I connect with because I'm the age that I am where the, the nineties sort of heavy alternative thing, that was a big deal because I was a teenager around the time. And so you, I hear those kind of vibes. Um, and I, I'm like, you know, like the bands back in the day, like quicksand and helmet and all that shit. I listen to those and I go, yeah, this is cool. And so the thing that I liked about it was I was like, Oh, wow, this there's, they're, they're giving me a lot of different, different styles of songs 
with their own spin on it. The production's pretty damn good. There's interesting little things here and there. Some of it's really catchy. I'm like, I, I can get the hype behind this. Now, did, did I think it was like amazing? No, but immediately I thought, I wonder what Howard would think about, think of this because it's like, it, that's, a, that's a, not only is it a band that I've never heard you talk about. It's, I don't think I've ever heard you talk about hardcore music in really? general maybe wow. you have maybe you have but well, I, i'm gonna i'm gonna go on record and say that this this isn't a hardcore album and that's why i like it because for the most part in my this is just my humble opinion 95 percent of hardcore music is complete shit <laughs> and and nowadays i i can't i can't break myself away from the vision of what hardcore audiences look like nowadays and I'm going to, I'm going to throw this out there. If you are a band that allows 10 people in your audience to do karate kicks to where the rest of your audience has to stand further back from the stage, then you're a shitty band. So, so anyway, so it's all those things on top of those things that made me, when I heard this album go, I'm surprised that I'm utterly enjoying this. And so that's really all I have to say. I think it's just a, a very well done album that I may listen to more. I don't really know, but I was ple- pleasantly surprised by the quality of it. And now I'm going to throw it over to you, sir. Okay. Um, well, I, um, f- uh, firstly, um, like Jello Biafra is one of my all time heroes and the dead Kennedys, um, were very form were, were a big band in my formative years. Hello, Frankenchrist, Moshkinstein, Ooh, I, I want... I, I, but you but would you consider them hardcore uh well no they're, they're punk hardcore punk but um yeah okay. ag- not agnostic front crumb suckers ludicrous all those bands yeah all all play playing all of that stuff now that's hardcore played all, all of right, that in all my right. in i'm my into youth. all those i'm with you ah right okay so um well also um you are a patron of mine and i have played a fair amount of of punk here and there and and the hardcore on uh radio bollocks um, yeah. And one band that um, that if you haven't got the album, uh, look it up um, because I think you would really, really love it. There's a band called Red Tape. Okay, right. Never heard. Um, of it. Uh, uh, their their album is just it's it came out on Roadrunner. They did one album for Roadrunner. I'm, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna write I'm gonna write it down. Red Tape. Yeah, and I'm just I'm just looking up the album, and it's called Radio Activist. Okay, cool. And it's that rarest of things where it is a it's a hardcore um, it's a hardcore album and band with hooks. Yeah, and it's like you will play that once and you'll go, "All right, cool. No, I see what he's talking about here. I'm going to play that again." And then your right. third on your third or fourth listen, you're going to be going, "Man, there's like there's hooks just to die for in this album. There's like there's there's anyway. I don't want to. I don't want to." Set, set you up to fail play it once and go <laughs> fuck you howard this is shit <laughs> that's 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 like 35 minutes of my life i'm not going to get back because it is again it's perfect perfect length album so yeah let's get on with turnstile. um turnstile i have both i have the first two albums okay. i i have the second album on cd um i liked it that much but funnily enough when you were speaking i recognized something um i heard it loved it got the cd didn't play it much yeah and 
Um, you sent me this album and I had a listen, I had a listen once through and I was kind of half listening. I listened to it, but I was doing stuff as well, which is not listening. I'm perfectly understand that. And, you know, I'm a wanker for even calling it listening. Um, <laughs> but, um, you're listening to music is when you sat down and you're listening to music and you're not doing anything else. That is what listening to music is for me anyway. Um, so yesterday, um, on about my third or fourth listen, it clicked for me. Um, mm. I was walking around in the sun and this album just suddenly, it was like, you know, you know, when you're like, you know, if you've got, you've got a phone and you're trying to sync various apps and various accounts and it's just frustrating and it's just, ah, for fuck's sake. And then all of a sudden everything just sinks into place and you go, yeah, well, Mm -hmm. that's what happened yesterday. The music I was listening to synced with my environment, with the weather with my mood, with where I was. And I, and it just went like, yeah, right. This I'm, I'm really, really enjoying this. I'm really liking it. And I did think about a few things while I was listening to it. I did think this isn't hardcore. Yeah. Um, I also thought this isn't metal. And I write, and I arrived at the conclusion that it is actually one of these, one of those rarest things. It's a band with their own sound. And the only reason I would, the only band I could think of even comparing them to would be Billy Talent, who, uh, who are, who don't sound anything like them, but they're a band who have their own sound and their own groove. And they're really, really good at what they do. And no one else does it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that this sounds a bit like Carcass again, but um, the two vocalists, that's still working. I prefer one of them than the other. But the main lead vocalist has a very distinctive voice. Yeah. Um, which I like. And I can totally understand people listening to him and going, nah, you know, not for me. Don't like the vocalist. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Um, they've experimented a little bit more with keyboards on this album and little bits of, um, you know, little bits of production, uh, but not a great deal. Not a massive amount. And whilst they're almost, for me, I think their album and the, and the band, they're burdened by the hype that surrounds them. Yeah. It's almost like, it's almost like they're that band that you've heard loads about and they're really fucking good. They're going to be huge. Get on board. And you listen and you go, what, this band? Really? There, and, there, and there, that's, there was a band. It always makes me think of the band, The Vines. But I remember back in the early 2000s, everyone's like, this is the next Nirvana. And I heard them and went, what? <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? And funnily uh, enough, they weren't. <laughs> I'll, go, I'll, go, I'll go even further back. All of the hype that surrounded um, Mindfunk's debut album. And which I, um, which I own, I own on vinyl. I'm, 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 I'm sure you do. And when, but when it came out, that the the hype before the album came out was literally like, you know, this this album is going to blow you. It's not going to blow your mind. It is going to blow you. It's going to yeah. make you come. Isn't it, it's not it that good, like, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, for me, it's not even good. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I I I think I think that this is an album. That and funnily enough, I was chatting to patrons on the um, on the um, uh, Talking Bollocks patron Zoom um, that you weren't on, um, and um, uh, and one of the one of the um, one of the patrons, Robbie, was saying is like, well, you know, I don't know what it is, I don't know what I was expecting, but I'd heard, you know, 
great things about it and I'm not sure what it is. And I kind of felt like that earlier um, this week, but it, it, but it clicked for me on about the third or fourth listen. It just clicked. And I was like, I know what this is. It's the next turnstile album. That's, that's it. I've heard the first one. I've heard the second one. And this is the the first and the second, you can hear bits of other bands and you can hear mm. the influences. And as I, I always say this, that, you know, as a band, it's like, it's okay. It's everybody, every band is influenced by other bands. The idea is that you, you, you become the sum of your influences and create a new sound. You know, that's my problem with hardwired. As I've said before, I can Metallica showing their influences and I, I, yeah. I don't want that. I want Metallica sounding like Metallica, not Metallica doing, Ooh, that Sabbath bit. No. Yeah. Um, and um, for this album, for me, it's the first, it, I'll, I'll, I'll say what it is. I think it's the first proper turnstile album. This is, mm-hmm. this is like mature songwriting. It's got the best things about the previous two albums and it's got new stuff. It's more mature and, but it's still quirky. It's still, it's still a short album with loads of songs. It's got, a, a, and, and there are some hard, some hard, well, I was gonna say hardcore. There's some hard edged bangers on there. And there's also some more subtle stuff as well. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, and again, I'm, I played it again today and I liked it more. So. I do, I do enjoy that they fuck with the genre so much. Now, it is interesting though, because there are still parts on this album, like the, the first track mystery, I, in the, in the, late 90s and early 2000s there were a lot of bands that sounded just like that song so it's not but then the thing that i love that they do is that they they like you said they do take something that maybe is influenced by something but then they turn it into their own thing but the the shit that i love more than anything on this album there's a song called don't play and it begins with a really fast very generic sounding hardcore riff and fast beat and then it shifts to this Latin style beat. And I'm just like, that's fucking great. So, so that's the kind of things that I want from an album. So unfortunately, like, I think it's maybe to me, the reason why, like, I, I like this album a lot, but I don't, I, I wouldn't say that it's amazing is just because the, the parts that made me go, yeah, it's, it's probably only about 60% of the album. And then the rest of it, it's just good. But um I really do feel like it's one that I'll probably listen to again. I, I, I love that. Damned by faint praise. And the rest of the, al- <laughs> the rest of the album is just good. Well, there's no you, way, you know? there's no way to say that it's bad at all. Like yeah, it's just, yeah. but it, but the things that I love about it are, o- they're only present on, on certain tracks. But and I get, it, I guess you can't expect them to do the same kind of shit every single song. Cause then it would just get old really quick. But this, this is this is always my this is always my point, right? About all great albums have one or two songs that ain't that great. Yeah. And 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 for me, that that's part of what makes the album great, mm-hmm. because because you have got greatness and greatness sandwiching something that's not so great. It might yeah. even be average. It might be just be above average. You know. I mean, Ride the Lightning's a classic, but Escape is Don't shit. Know. I'm, you, 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 I'm, I'm done with you, sir. <laughs> <laughs> 
Look, it is. It is. I mean, even no, the lyrics. Escape is, is one of my favorite lyrics. songs on the album. I love it. Yeah, but it, I love that song. What I love about that song is like they, it's, a, it's a clear attempt to write a more commercial song. And they and they and the lyrics are all about how are all about it being individual, you know, fight your own way. And, and it's and, and it's the whole song is all about, you know, not being told what to do and rebel and all of it. And the song is literally that it's like, no, they've done what they were told to do. They've made an attempt at writing something more mainstream and they've put the opposite of that as the lyrics, as, their, as their sort of, you know, rubber stamp think- on it. I think when you're comparing it to the other songs on the album, maybe, but if you're talking about music that was commercial in 1984, it sounds not anything like any commercial rock music that was happening. Uh, no, so no, but it was, it was, it was Q prime's attempt to point, point them in a slightly more commercial direction. Um, because clearly yeah. they want, you know, they knew they had a talented band there and they wanted to get them to being million sellers um, and clearly they wanted to get them there quicker than the band themselves wanted to get there. So they got all of them, they got everything out of their system and then, you know, and then they did that thing. But point, but it's, point a good, it's, it's a good point with, with that album, with in the, the Turnstile album that you're, you're right. It is you, sometimes the songs that aren't quite as good are, they, they highlight the ones that are. Yeah, and yeah, so, that, and that, yeah, that's yeah. it. That, 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 because ultimately, if you've got ten tracks of fucking genius, right? <laughs> what? How, how can? Wh- where? Where is the? Um, where's the bar? Where's the scale for measuring that? Yeah, that's that's what. That's why I I you know I like well, yeah. I guess I like I like to have like a couple of songs that yeah yeah that that tune's okay. Mm-hmm. How many times have you said this? It's okay. It's not my favorite on the album. It's like, no, but its job is to be there being okay because it makes everything around it just pop and seem that much more incredible. Um, That's a good point. And that's, and that's why there's always a shit song on an acid rain album. Uh, (laughs) I'm not, I'm uh, I just, I just. You're, you're, you're setting me up to give you a compliment because there no, is no, no, bad song no, on no, 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 stop it, stop it, stop it. Uh, there, there is, but I will never say, I'll never say what it is. Um, so we're at that point where we've done new releases, haven't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's all the important ones we should talk about. So, I, so we, we would now move on to our classic so, album and i'm gonna i'm gonna leave this for you because this was pretty much your choice and i know it's one that is special to you so just you know uh, well funnily enough i'm gonna pick you up on that straight away it wasn't my choice was it it was the choice of um uh the talking bollocks patrons um i put sign I, up so you can choose <laughs> exactly sign up and you can choose which classic album we review each month um at uh um patreon.com forward slash howard h smith there will be a link in the description of this podcast somewhere click on it and come and join the fun it's great fun it's six dollars a month we do a monthly zoom oh well look, Stephen will tell you about it another time okay but there'll, um, there'll be there'll be links in the bottom of the video too cool you see those links down there yeah get down to there. those links yeah get to, <laughs> get to those links get to those links so i can buy more drugs you fuckers <laughs> Um, um, uh, so, so it was, there was, there was four albums that were put up to suggested to, uh, to review. And the album that won was, um, Eternal Nightmare by Vio Lens. Yes. Um, now uh, this is an album that is, um, 
it's deeply ingrained upon my soul. Um, mm. it, it's, it's, there's nothing else like it. And I'm going to name drop here, but I, rem- I remember talking to John Connolly of Nuclear Assault when we were on tour in 1988. And he said, have you, have you, like, have you heard the dude from Violence? And I was like, yeah, yeah. And he's like, man, he's doing something really interesting with his voice. And I was like, yeah, I know. I, I really like it. He said, yeah, me too. And John didn't really listen to a, a lot of metal. Um, and that is that right there. When when other musicians are talking about someone in another band, like, you know, there's something going on. Now, Sean is very much a um, an acquired taste. Um, some people will listen to... Um, violence and straight away just go ah, I can't have it can't be doing with it and and that's you know that's fine because that's how vocals are I get it um and but for me his absolutely insane delivery combined with the insane music is what really makes this album special because it's kicking ass in every single department the drums are phenomenal the bass is fantastic. The guitars are great. The vocals are insane. The lyrics are nuts and the production holds up to this day. Mm-hmm. And, and do you know what? That album recorded on Pro Tools just would not be the same because it's, it's, it's got a vibe and a feeling for me, which I look for and I very rarely get these days. Um, I love the sound of of an album, of a band, where it sounds like it could go wrong any minute. It Mm. sounds like the train could leave the tracks any second, you know? And right from the get-go, this album just... I mean, just just the songs are just incredible. The songwriting is is superb. Um, I mean, songs like Serial Killer, it's like... It's just nuts. It's fucking nuts. And it's like... It, it it sounds like it sounds like the inside of a serial killer's head. It sounds like a thousand thoughts at once mm. put down put down as music. It's just incredible. And then you've got and then you've got stuff like uh, calling in the coroner. I mean, I interviewed Sean Killian for the for the podcast. Go and go and have a listen to that, folks. Talking bollocks. Just go and look up um, uh, Sean Killian. You'll hear the interview. And I asked him about the lyrics to calling in the coroner. Cause I was just like, where, where the fuck does that come from? And he was just like, Oh man, you know, I said, cause there's, there's a lyric in that, which is famous amongst me and some of my close friends from back in the day, we still snigger about it and we'll still mention it, which is, which is um, uh, sports jacket, cool tie and wheeling out the body. Um, and I asked him about that specific lyric and he was like, I was watching TV one day, it was the news and it just showed a coroner and he was like, he's just like a cool dude. Who's like pushing this this trolley that clearly had you know a cadaver on it, um, you know, covered up? And there's a glimpse into the mind of the person who's writing the lyrics for this album. Um, and it, there's just bangers after bangers. Kill on command. Kill on command. Kill on command. And the backing vocals—they sound insane. I mean, when we were recording Age of Entitlement. Jace said to me, how do you want your backing vocals to sound? And I was like, there you go. There's Eternal Nightmare by Violence. He was like, this is, this is from fucking years ago. <laughs> All right. Um, because he's from, he's from India. And um, <laughs> um, he's not, he's Welsh. <laughs> um, but um, 
and I was like, yeah, but dude, listen to the backing vocals. And he played them and he was like, oh, I see what you mean. I was like, yeah, exactly. It's like, that's how backing vocals should sound. They Backing vocals in thrash metal were perfected by violence on their debut album all those years ago. And um, phobophobia. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I just nuts, you know, phobia upon phobia upon phobia. Mm-hmm. And it's just bodies on bodies, bodies on bodies on bodies on bodies. Uh, it's just, oh man. And there's, and there is, I've, there is a couple of violence, um, tributes in, in, um, amongst my lyrics and occasional phrasing. So on, um, Plan of the Damned, our comeback single, there's, there's bodies mentioned in the lyrics there. And that's a, that's a violence reference. Um, uh, because of the way it's pronounced, um, uh, cause I go bodies. And it's it's a reference to bodies on bodies by violence. Um, and uh, go back and listen to that, kids, if you haven't already picked it up. Um, <laughs> and, um, I, I, there's just and the artwork. The artwork is iconic. That word is overused, but it's iconic. Um, and if you're listening to this and you and you're thinking, oh, this album sounds quite good, I might give it to give it a listen. Firstly examine some of your life choices because if you haven't already listened to it then just hang your head in shame but do you know what you're forgiven off your trot go and listen to it now it's not for everybody the Mm -hmm. the 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 vocals are insane um but there is so much to love about that album i genuinely genuinely i cannot find a flaw in it I mean, it's it's what eight nine tracks. It's it's under forty it's, minutes. Yeah, it, it's yeah, it's just and also the whole album is like off its rocker speed, just nuts. And then there's calling in the coroner, you know, which is basically the violence equivalent of a ballad, um, and and it is it's it's just awesome. It's it's a mid pace now. Normally, with any thrash band when you've got all the songs are hundred miles an hour, especially bearing in mind that, I mean, I'm a teenager when I got that album, you know, and, and you're listening to it, you're always going to go, Oh fuck, it's the slow one. Cause back then it was all about speed, 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 speed. And to a certain mm-hmm. extent it still is. Cause that's what makes thrash thrash and not violence though. That one song that is just a mid paced, it, it just works. And it works because of Sean's vocals and because of his lyrics because it's so it's so off kilter that it just makes you pay attention and um and and just and and just it, like his lyrics and the way he describes like heartbroken parents you know um and oh it's just i i i mean i i've got so much love for that album i really have um I mean, I have the original, I have it, I have the remaster with the live CD, which is a must purchase. If you like the album, you've got to go find the double CD remaster of it, which is just phenomenal. The remaster is a great job and there's a live CD with it as well. Um, and that's a, that is a must purchase. That is a must purchase. And um, I, I mean, I think I've said all I've got to say about it. <laughs> cool. Uh, uh, so so j- just for the viewers at home, we're, oh. we're, we're, we're talking about this dude oh turn it over let's have a look at the back like yeah, yeah. you see uh, and that's that's what a thrash band should should look like right yeah. back on the back on the back of um eternal nightmare that is what a thrash band should look like right there agreed, agreed. yeah it's they 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 
and and, he, and they they do look like a, a little bit like you're not you're not quite sure what kind of people they are. <laughs> you yeah. know, you're like they they seem like they could be a little bit sketchy. But, but that um, that is not the that's not the original back. That's not the original back of the album. Just bear bear with me. Uh, okay. do, have you have you got it there? Do you think you've got right? Uh, right. Just bear with me. I, I think I think I think I'm okay. I, okay. I, I mean, as far as I know, this is a this is a 1988 copy of this, but maybe because this is a who, who knows. I thought right. I okay. thought that this was originally how it looked. I'm getting there. We're gonna, we, you're 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 watching it here first. We're gonna we're gonna see what the original. Right. <laughs> I'm not even gonna no, edit this. Is this the um, so viewers? Um, sorry about this, listeners. Okay, I realise that uh, this might not be the like most enjoyable part of the podcast for you, but um, um, so yeah, there's this is this is the the, the remastered CD and. This also doesn't have the original back cover, and I'm just trying to find it. But no, nah. I mean, this, you know is, what? this is. I mean, this is 1988, so I assume that this is what it looked like. You know, right now, I, I, I think I had a European version that was slightly different. Yeah, um, yeah, this is a US one. Right. Okay. Well, that you're. Um, and and yet there is that awesome picture. Um, and for those of you that don't know, Rob Flynn was um, was in violence as well. Yeah, yeah, from Machine Head fame. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, Yeah, honestly, so so just to, I always say this when I talk about violence because um, I didn't get into them very early on because my introduction to violence was the video for World in a World. Oh, man, what a video. Well, hold on. I was 12 or 13 when I saw that. And all I remember saying to myself is, who is this douchebag with a ponytail and a turtleneck? So I, right, I, immediately, okay. I immediately said, why would I even listen to this band if that's how he's going to present himself in the music video? Yeah, no, <laughs> I, I I absolutely get that. That That is a 13 slash 14 year old's thoughts. Absolutely. And, um, and, and do you know what? You saying that, uh, the, the 13 slash 14 year old in me hears you loud and clear buddy yeah you know absolutely it's like what why is this dick dressed like (laughs) dressed like a fucking game show host get out the fucking video just just do one but of course uh, what i love about that video is the bit where is where the light bulb he's 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 kind of got the light bulb on his head yeah. And he's just sort of singing and doing this with it it's just like oh man yeah so that so that's not obviously that's not on eternal nightmare but still no no so, and well, so yeah it was pressing the masses was, is it was, yeah pressing the masses it was a few years later when i finally heard eternal nightmare and honestly the thing that made me love the album was sean killian's vocals because yeah. the riffs are great and the like everything you said is is spot on about how it feels like it's going off the rails and the thing that i really do like about this album though is that there are some albums that are pretty relentless all the way through and I feel kind of exhausted after it's over, but this for some reason doesn't have that quality for me. Like it's got, there's enough interesting shit going on that the sheer speed and brutality of it isn't the thing that I'm constantly being, you know, uh, yeah. or paying attention to. 
And so this is an album that like over the years, I think it's, it's in, I think this is one, like I'll see people do their, you know, top 10 thrash albums ever made. And if they, this isn't in there, I always go, have you just not heard it yet? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I'm, yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. And I, I, I need to also apologize to all violence fans listening. Of course it's not eight or nine tracks. It's fucking seven songs right four on one side and three on the other and the beauty the beauty of this back cover i don't know if you see but all the lyrics are on the back wow right so literally uh, you you can just see it's like the there's a there's a a punk band that i love called propagandi and they hey uh, who doesn't love propagandi or propagandi or whatever Anyone with good with good tastes loves propaganda, but they have an, one of my favorite albums is called Less Talk More Rock, and on the back cover of the record, it's literally just all of their lyrics. And so it's like if you're if you're unsure of what this band is about before you even buy it, <laughs> just go ahead and read the lyrics. But anyway, but yeah, so I don't really have a whole lot to add because I agree with everything you said. I I I, I got onto this album a little bit later, obviously, because you were you were the prime age. For this oh, album yeah. to come out oh, and um i heard it a little bit down the line but um yeah it's one that i never get tired of hearing and unfortunately to me it's the best violence album their other two albums and their ep are i like all of them but this is my go-to like if somebody wants to hear violence I, well i would say i would say it's a go-to but i i have a very very warm feeling and deep relationship with oppressing the masses yeah um i also like the production on uh oppressing the masses which i know a lot of people didn't but i i loved it i mean i think yeah. i think if you're going to follow up eternal nightmare i think it's not far off the perfect follow-up because yeah. you can't do you can't do eternal nightmare again and it is slightly more reined in but in a but in a but like that's like you know, oh, it's slightly more reined in than Eternal Nightmare. That's like, yeah, it's slightly more reined in than insane. It's just mad yeah. instead of completely insane. Yeah. So, you know, there's levels and there's levels. And um, basically, you know, on Eternal Nightmare, I, I think that's just, it's just, you know, it, that that is how you announce yourself as a band. You just, yeah. you know, you put that out and you go, have that fuckers. And, um, and everybody just goes, wow that's yeah that's insane and it's funny because because eternal nightmare will forever be uh, a bookend not a bookend but it's a it, it goes in a pair of albums for me because they both came out in the same year and they both give me the same rush of adrenaline so if i ever listen to eternal nightmare i immediately followed up with mind wars by holy terror because those came out in the same year and they are both yeah. albums that i'm just like what the fuck were these people on? <laughs> and yeah. so, and so Absolutely, it's like, man. it's, it's, it's a, it's a, that's a, that's, I know a lot of bands want to recreate that vibe these days. And I wish that somebody could come close. <laughs> but, is, this, uh, is this the point where I remind you that I saw um, Holy Terror with Napalm Death and DRI in, um, in Nottingham in about 1986? That you should, you should always remind me of that because that sounds like a killer fucking show right there. Uh, well, I, well, I interviewed Mike, Mike Alvord from um, uh, Holy Terror. I interviewed uh-huh. him for the, for, the po- for the podcast years ago. 
And he was like, dude, I remember that show. It was fucking awesome. There was sweat dripping off the ceiling. I was like, yep. I was sat on the floor of, I was sat on the floor, which was the stage, um, like by one of your feet watching a whole show. It, and, and, uh, and he sent me a picture after the interview and he sent me a picture. It was like, this, this, this was the gig. I was like, yeah, man, that's, that, that is the place. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, mind wars. Maybe maybe we do that. Maybe we do that next week, and you you uh, next week, next month, and you can um, you can spout off about that. Or yeah, maybe maybe so. We we I'll tell you what we'll we'll do the poll like we did. Okay, we'll do the poll. Um, uh, but this time it's going to be it's going to be you. So, so I'll, I'll know, choose four albums or something. Choose four albums choose and, I'll, and I'll and I'll stick it up on the Patreon, and we'll um uh, and we'll take it from there. So the, the 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 important question. I realize that we have presented ourselves as a metal show, but if yes. it's not, if it, is it okay if it's not metal? The album, the albums that I suggest. Oh well, I mean, you know, I personally, personally, I think, um, I think we've established. Uh, well, I've been doing, I've been doing talking bollocks for seven years. Yeah, and I, and the, I would say the only the only band that I've ever had on who weren't metal were the lounge kittens. And that's because they did the amazing cover of rolling. Mm -hmm. Are you aware of it? I I believe I heard that from you. Ah, right. Okay. So have you, have you seen that the video is just incredible? I think that that's where I saw it. And it may have been through a post that you did at some point back in, in a while back. Right. But yeah. Right. So, I mean, and, but I can, I can stick to metal, but I figure we talked about turnstile on this episode, which is like, Oh, oh well, if you right. Okay. Well, look, if you, if, if you're going to put a Eurythmics album in there, go fuck yourself. No, no, okay. no, 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 no. I mean, it's going to be heavy in some way, but it oh. may not necessarily be metal. Like it's oh, like, right, I'm not no. going to, like, it's okay. not going to be, yeah. I'm not going to, I'm not going to choose a Pearl Jam album or, or, or even a hip hop album, even though I love hip hop, but I will, we'll stick to heavy shit. This is a conversation what? that we should be having not on the show. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's all. I mean, because this is this. this the people, people basically get to hear how this shit works. And, and the thing is, as well, is like while we're having this discussion, there'll be people going, "Well, I don't know. You know, no, throw, you know, throw in some non-metal stuff there." Or no, nah, you know, I, I always think, I always figure, look, you know, do you growing up in public? You know, that's that's because yeah. that's what you have to do eventually. You know, I mean, I started a podcast like seven. It's coming up eight years now. I started that podcast. I'd been listening to podcasts for 10 years, right? Before I started doing my own. And I, um, I, I genuinely, from the minute I started doing my podcast, I knew how I wanted to do it because I knew how I want, the, the, I knew what listening to podcasts felt like. And I wanted to create that feeling for somebody. Yeah. Um, but by the same token, uh, my my interview technique, you know, is is for shit, and is and and it's it's grown over the years. I mean, I can't believe that I now host the official Motorhead podcast. I mean, that's just that you know that's hilarious. I mean, yeah. this is for somebody who loves talking about himself and his opinions and his band so much. I really do enjoy listening to other people as well, and it's and it's it's helped improve my listening skills um, by you know really developing an interview technique that is conversational and so this all basically what i'm making a point is you do you grown up in public and that's what we've yeah. just done Every, everyone's got to hear all the behind the sheet the scene shit yeah um so I, I guess before we leave though since we did 
talk about eternal nightmare yeah we i i can't leave it alone without asking you how how do you feel about new violence like are, are, what are you are you excited or are you are you weary like what what are your what are your thoughts um uh trepidation okay um i don't i don't think i don't think those guys are going to put anything out that they would that they would think is anything less than um stands up to the old stuff and i know having spoken you know name drop again having spoken to phil um before they'd started writing um he said like the riffs that i've got in mind and everything that i'm kind of like working on is 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 eternal nightmare kind of era stuff that's and and he you know he is immensely proud of that album yeah um more so than oppressing the masses and i think that is what he wants to create he wants to create something that has that edge of insanity to it um yeah got edge of insanity that's that that's, rings that's, a a, that's, a, that's the name of a band uh, unfortunately <laughs> yes uh, um but um, it's just so, edge of edge of sanity. Yeah, whatever. So um, so so there you go. I, I I'm so I I I I I'm really excited and can't wait to hear new stuff. And I'm also mm-hmm. I can wait and um, I don't know. I really I really want some, and I and I really and I, I don't really want some. Um, yeah, you know, it's kind of it, yeah, it's weird. It's weird. So any any time any old band announces that they're going to come back i'm i'm always in the middle of the road because i'm i'm always excited to hear what they've done and i'm also like please don't fuck this up so so my so my my mood was already there in the middle and then i heard their cover of a dead kennedy song that they decided to release to the public and it is one of the worst things i've ever heard like it I, is, it is. I, awesome. I, yeah, I was, I was on you. I was, I was, I was live on YouTube with the countdown, waiting for it. I'm a Dead Kennedys fan, huge Dead yeah. Kennedys fan. I'm a huge Violence fan. I switched it off halfway through. Yeah, so um, that made my feelings about it go even lower, to where I'm just like, even if they do write some Eternal Nightmare style riffs are they going to be presented in this kind of fuck off kind of way where it's just like, who really cares? Just throw some music out there. You know, it's like, it, uh, I'm worried. I'm a little worried. Yeah. I, I, I look, I, I think it was badly advised. I mean, I, I, you know, if anyone ever said, um, we're going to cover a dead Kennedy song, my, I, my response is always going to be, well, good luck with that. <laughs> Well, that's another um, that's another great example of a, a but, Sean Killian style vocalist. Like it's a vocalist but, that that you can't recreate that, so don't bother trying to do it. You know? But also, but the thing is, I think I said I, I mentioned this on the podcast at the time, and I think I said that the the issue that I have with any metal band, especially thrash metal band, covering any Dead Kennedys song, is the right hand, because the right hand of a Dead Kennedys guitarist goes jingly jangly it's a loose mm-hmm. right hand yeah. and the right hand of any thrash metal guitarist is precision and on point and tight yeah so right there 
right there, like the, the streams have crossed. Yeah. So yeah. W- w- however you try and re-engineer that riff into a thrash riff, you're going to make, you're just going to, you're going to turn it into something it's not. Now that's fine if you can take it and turn it into something it's not. But when you've got such idiosyncratic vocals and such incredible lyrics that are also uniquely identifiable with the band and often with the time they were written as well, yeah. then, then you're on a hiding to nothing. And the only band I can honestly say that I've ever seen do a good Dead Kennedy cover was The Beyond, who used to do California Uber Alice Live, and it was fucking brilliant. Um, and they reformed for one show a couple of years ago, and I went to see it, and they did it again, and it was still brilliant. But if you're covering the Dead Kennedys, you just you're in for a world of pain. You really are, you know. So and and to, yeah, to that extent, point. also, but sorry, but also, by the way, the Dead Kennedys are shit at covering the Dead Kennedys because that's because <laughs> that's a, that's a Dead Kennedys cover band that are that are doing the rounds right now, and they're shit at it. So, mm-hmm. yeah, my advice: don't do it. But there you go. Yeah. Yeah. That's just me. All right. So, I mean, so clearly whenever they do, obviously, because this, I, the, the good thing about this show is that I think I may have said it on the last episode, but I don't know. I I hate doing album reviews because I always feel like I don't just like me talking about it. I feel like it's very boring. And so this has now given me an, an outlet to where, oh, okay, I can review stuff now and I feel way more comfortable doing it because it's a conversation and not just me right. talking to a camera. And so obviously whenever the new violence comes out, which they said it's an EP, right? Yeah. Um, they will, obviously we will talk about it and maybe, maybe, we, maybe I will be pleasantly surprised. I really hope that I am, so. Uh, me too, me too. That's it. And that, that seems like a very sensible place to leave it, dude. Yeah, absolutely. So, I think uh, we're done. so yeah. So, uh, so um, I thank thank you everyone for not only watching but listening. Or if you're one of those people that did both, did you go download the podcast and then come over to YouTube and watch the video? Then you are one of the special people. Yes, and by special he means um, you probably need to be sectioned. Um, uh, um, uh, if you did do both, uh, my suggestion would be you're very special. But seriously, get a life. Um, uh, but yeah, look, thank you, everybody. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Um, I mean, basically, if you're listening to this, you have no choice. This has appeared in your Talking Pollocks uh, podcast feed anyway, whether you like it or not. Um, but uh, yeah, thanks for listening. Hope you've enjoyed it. Um, feedback to us across um, uh, Old Head social channels and the Talking Bollocks um, social channels. Um, throw ideas at us for, for stuff we can do, albums you'd like us to talk about. Um, but ultimately, if you want to have a say, um, sign up at uh, patreon.com forward slash Howard H. Smith, which is the Talking Bollocks um, uh, Patreon, and sign up, as a, uh, f- sign up to the full bollocks for $6 a month, just as Stephen did. And he's having a whale of a time, and so will you. <laughs> It's it's absolutely worth it. I, 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 there's other people that I am a Patreon of, and even though I love them, they could actually put out more content for the money I'm giving them. But I've never had that gripe about the about Howard's Patreon because it's it's always got cool shit like this. Right. Yeah, like that, like this. God damn it! Right, stop. Ret- stop recording. I want to talk to you when people aren't listening. Okay. Bye, everyone. Okay. See you. Bye. <laughs>